0: Portland, a voice like yours should be racing.
1: <laughs>
0: it's Texaco time with the Metropolitan Opera star Miss Reza Stevens, Portland Hopper, the Texaco Workshop Players, Al Goodman and his orchestra, and starring Fred Allen. Jimmy Wallington saying hello for your neighborhood Texaco dealer and inviting you to be his guest tonight at the Texaco Star Theater. It's his way of telling you that you're welcome. Welcome to all the skilled help he can give to make your tires and car last longer. Make your tires last longer by giving them a regular Texaco checkup on pressure and conditions. Make your car last longer and run more economically by giving it systematic Texaco lubrication and maintenance. The chances are your present car may be your last car for the duration. It's in good hands when you trust it to the care of your Texaco dealer. This ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeffers, the rubber director, is asking all citizens to pick up nails and broken glass in the streets to save tires. We now bring you a man Mr. Jeffers can't save. He was born a flat tire, and here he is, Straight up. Thank you. Thank you, and you notice when I bend over, the difference between, uh, uh, when I bend over and a Hollywood comedian, when I like that, the Hollywood comedian's hair comes off, you see, here in the east. <laughs> We have Sterner man whose hair stays on. Thank you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Say, Jimmy, that is an excellent that is an excellent idea, you know, of Mr. Jeffers asking people to pick uh, up glass and nails off the streets like that. Why oh, yes, Fred, if people will pick up nails in the street, there'll be fewer punctures and motorists can conserve their tires. Well, that's right, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, I read that the street department here in New York is experimenting with a big magnet. They have this magnet, and they drag it down the street, and the magnet picks up the loose metal. Well, how's the magnet working out, Fred? Well, it's a little too strong, Jimmy. The first time they dragged the magnet down Broadway, it yanked the badges off of 20 traffic cops. It dragged the flat iron building the two blocks farther up down. <laughs> and when the magnet passed the stock exchange, it pulled U.S. Steel down seven points. <laughs> yes, Jimmy, the thing Mr. is... Mr. Allen! Well, Portland... What you mean? Uh, have you uh, have you heard about Mr. Jeffers asking people to pick up all of the metal and glass they see in the streets?
2: Yes, and the women of America should be thankful. The women?
0: Why the women?
2: With no nails or glass, it'll be safe for a woman to cross the street in open-toed shoes.
0: In open-toed shoes, eh? Well, you don't wear open-toed shoes, do you?
2: I used to. But dogs would blow their breath on my toes, and it tickles. Stop.
0: <laughs> well, most... Uh... <laughs> Most uh, women have stopped wearing the open-toed shoes, you know. It's risky to show that much nylon these days. You know? <laughs> they have little dwarfs going around who are stealing the nylon toes out of them. But this conversation is silly for them, and I think I'd better turn to the news. What
2: is your question tonight?
0: Well, during the past week, as you know, the newspaper delivery men went on strike, and for three days, the people here in New York City had no newspapers. And so our question tonight is... Did going without a newspaper for three days bother you in any way?
2: Are you going to ask the people in Allen's Alley?
0: Yes, Portland. When you want to know how folks feel about an important issue, Allen's Alley is the place to go. Well, here we are back in Allen's Alley, Portland. Do
2: you think John Doe is in tonight?
0: Well, let's try this first door. This is John Doe's house. We'll find out.
2: Oh, it's you again. What's on your mind?
0: Well, it's the newspaper strike, Mr. Doe. Did uh, going without a newspaper bother you in any way? I was put out of business. Really? And 200 men were thrown into the army. Well, why? Well, I'm a bookmaker, see? When no papers come out, the chumps couldn't pick no horses to bet with me. So I went out of business. What about the 200 men thrown into the army? Oh, they was the chumps I was taking bets from. Oh, you mean when you went out of business, the draft board grabbed these two hundred horse players, huh? Yeah, well, they was all claiming me as a dependent. Oh well, well, I hope, I hope the horse players overtake Rommel in the stretch and uh, come in the money as we expect them to. I'll check uh, at this next house here.
2: No. Uh. <laughs> Well, good
0: evening, Mrs. Nussbaum.
2: To you it is good. To me it could be only so so. Uh.
0: Well tell me, did the newspaper delivery strike upset you?
2: Upset it says. The pipes are freezing, the canary is turning blue, and all over I am getting geese pimples.
0: Well, how could this calamity result from the strike?
2: I am planning to start up a fire in the fireplace. I am needing a newspaper.
0: And with no newspaper?
2: I am not starting a fire. The house is freezing. It, uh, it
0: was cold, eh? Huh?
2: Cold. My dog, a water I am having to defrost. <laughs> Gosh. Goldfish in the bowl is skidding on the ice doing belly whoppers. <laughs> The shallow of I'm turning on? Yeah. It's coming off an icicle four feet long.
0: Well, tell me, what did you do about food?
2: At dinner, I'm putting woolen fences at the lamb chop. Well, sure. When I'm pouring out the beer, it is making with a fur collar.
0: The beer had a fur collar on it, uh-huh. huh? Well, you uh, you had no heat in the house at all?
2: Only for 15 minutes every night, the house is warm.
0: But well, how come?
2: I'm turning on the radio. Well,
0: how could a radio set warm up your house?
2: I am tuning in Gabriel Heater.
0: <laughs> well, that uh, that takes care of Mrs. Nussbaum. I wonder if Socrates Mulligan is in tonight. Uh, not only in, he's all in from the <laughs> But tell me, <laughs> tell me, Mr. Mulligan, did this newspaper business bother you? Oh, for them three days the newspapers didn't come out, too. I almost went nuts. Really? Yeah. Monday, I'm nervous all day, I can't eat. Uh-huh. Tuesday, I'm taking Benzedrine all day. Uh-huh. Yeah, Wednesday, I got 120 fever. They got me in a straitjacket. You were in this horrible physical and mental state because there was no news? Uh, not no news. No? Uh, no Superman. Oh. <laughs> well, that brings us to the last shanty in Allen's alley. Hail and welcome, baggy <laughs> eyes. Falstaff's ready to improvise. I'm not here to listen to your new poems, Mr. Openshaw. A hoot for your intentions. It's the old owl coming out in you. Uh Have Have you heard the night was still, all was serene, as I sat there feeling my tangerine? (laughs) No. (laughs) Or, uh, I I knew it was malice, Alice, when you sent me that vitalis. (laughs) You'll have to launch the ship with Pepsi-Cola, Captain. My mother drank up the champagne. Now, <laughs> You have insulted the integrity of every radio listener who's tuned into our program tonight. We have been talking about the newspaper strike. Precisely why I opened my door. I have written a poem. What is your newspaper poem called? What newspaper? This is the Yuletide season. I have written a Christmas classic. Oh, really? How does it go? Greetings, merry gentlemen, from Tunisia to Nome. My Christmas present for you all is tonight. I recite no poem. <laughs> Thank you, and now, ladies and gentlemen, and now, ladies and gentlemen, we present our singing guest, the Metropolitan Opera's lovely star, Miss Resa Stever. Miss Stevens, I hope that uh, coming here from the Met, you won't think our surroundings too sordid. Not at all, Fred. It's a great pleasure to join you tonight. Well, thank you. You know, when I asked you to come here, I must confess, I had a selfish reason. Really? Yes, Christmas is five days away, Miss Stevens, but we thought that we might be early to establish a Yule atmosphere. Now, if you could lend an appropriate song to the occasion...
2: Do you think Ave Maria from the opera Cavalleria Rusticana would do?
0: Well, I'm sure it will, Miss Stevens. Mr. Goodman, if you will. All uh-huh. right. Uh, Risa Stevens, that was delightful. And now Jimmy Wallington, ladies and gentlemen, does your car believe in Santa Claus? Does your oh, motor right, ever go- Oh, Wait a minute, Jimmy. Cars believing in Santa Claus? Why, that's ridiculous. The next thing you'll be telling us that baby Austins hang up their inner tubes at <laughs> Christmas. <time. laughs> Well, maybe cars can't believe in Santa Claus Fred, but they certainly show their appreciation when they're given a certain Christmas gift I have in mind. A gift? Could I coax you to tell us what that gift is, Jimmy? Coax me? You can't stop me. Uh Uh-huh, don't be too Because that gift, ladies and gentlemen, is something to make your car last longer and run more economically. It cuts down excessive wear, makes your engine start easier these cold mornings, saves your battery, and often helps save gasoline. Well, I'm on tenterhooks, Jimmy. What is this gift? Well, it's simply taking your car to your neighborhood Texaco dealer and getting it set for winter from stem to stern. The right winter grade of insulated Havilland motor oil in the engine. Winter Texaco gear lubricant. A complete Marfax chassis job and skilled, thorough Texaco attention to spark plugs, battery, radiator, and other points where winter weather might triple your essential transportation. You can rely on your Texaco dealer doing the job right with the right Texaco product. <laughs> a short flurry of Winter Wonderland played by Al Goodman and his makes-you-want-to-sit-this-one-out orchestra. <laughs> and now let... Oh, yes, yeah, yes, Portland.
2: Mr. Allen, I hope you like the Christmas gift I got for oh, you. Oh,
0: Portland, you sure... Sh- a gift?
2: Yes, I was in Cartier's yesterday.
0: Cartier's? Why, Cartier's is the most exclusive jewelry shop on Fifth Avenue. That's
2: the place. Well,
0: I hope they gave you good service.
2: They sure did. Mr. Cartier himself told me how to get to Woolworths.
0: Oh, fine. (laughs) You know, I did so much shopping at Woolworths this uh, this Christmas, they're calling me Mr. Five by Ten now. (laughs) And I've got a swell present for you in the fur department at Woolworths. They have ferrets who wait on you there, and this ferret sold me a coat. It's a Russian sable.
2: You mean... It's a genuine Russian sable?
0: Genuine Russian? Why, this sable still has a Nazi in its teeth. (laughs) Tell me, what is is your mother doing for Christmas?
2: Well, on account of the silk stocking shortage, Mama's hanging up her slacks over the fireplace.
0: Oh, fine. Well... Do you
2: think Santa Claus will fill Mama's slacks?
0: Not like your mother does. (laughs) Go away, go away, you bother me. I have to make a special announcement.
2: About our guest? No,
0: tonight we're going to do our Christmas sketch, the Gordon. what you
2: do every Christmas?
0: That's right, and I have to make an announcement here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, since radio at this season each year prevails upon Lionel Barrymore to revive Dickens' Christmas carol, the Texaco workshop players curtsy to tradition and wake up their cast to repeat a Christmas fable they first presented yules ago. Now tonight, Santa shows his claws in a modern tale... Call Santa Claus refuses to mediate, or jingle bells shall not ring tonight. Overture, maestro. This is station N G N G. Good evening, friends. The makers of Jumballs, the giant mothballs balls guaranteed to trap nearsighted moths, <laughs> brings you the exciting quiz program. Take it, or we will. <laughs> We interrupt this exciting quiz program, take it or we will, to bring you a special announcement from the assassinated news service. Special announcement. Santa Claus will not ride this Christmas. In a terse bulletin issued from his North Pole Igloo today, Santa Claus says, quote, I am on a sit-down strike. I refuse to ride this Christmas, unquote. Rumors flood the country. A report from Miami, Florida says... Two hundred families living in an auto cabs stop building chimneys on their trailers. Do not expect Santa Claus. At Rutland, Vermont, a little girl says... Oh.
2: Santa Claus the weather and got no wind? He ain't coming. <laughs>
0: At Detroit, Michigan, a labor official says, Santa Claus better ride or the Teamsters Union will pull out every reindeer from here to normalize Alaska. <laughs> At New York City, 200,000 children hold mass meetings. Tiny spokesman says, Santa
2: Claus can't let us down. 200,000 American children have appointed me their spokesman. I'm off to see Santa Claus now. James, my scooter. Well, come in, little boy. What are you doing way up here at the North Pole? is this Santa Claus igloo? Yes, Sonny, I'm Mrs. Claus. Who are you? I'm Buddy Jones. Are you lost, son? No, I'm here to see why Santa Claus refuses to ride this year. I'm glad you come, son. I've been arguing with the old Sunset all week, and he refuses to (laughs) budge. Jenna, course, now, Mrs. Clark. He's in the next room there, Selkin. Can I see, Jenna? will do you no good, son, but I'll get him for you. Hey, Santa. Now,
0: ain't no use in coaxing, Ma. I ain't a-going now. <laughs>
2: But you got
0: company. Yeah, company who?
2: I'm Buddy Joe, Santa Claus. Well,
0: don't mean nothing to me, small fry. Is
2: this awful rumor true, Santa Claus?
0: Yep, I ain't riding, son.
2: But this is Christmas Eve, Santa. Trees are lighted. Millions of trusting children have hung up their stockings. The world is waiting for you. Well,
0: the world can wait. Now I ain't a rider.
2: But Santa ain't no use, Nipper. He's stubborn. Now, I
0: ain't not neither stubborn, Mark Claus. <laughs> I'm just sick of being Santa Claus. The world don't appreciate nothing. Squabbling, threatening, striking, warin'. But
2: you just can't quit, Santa. You must have a reason. I
0: got plenty of reasons, Sprout.
2: As spokesman for 200,000 kitties, I demand a statement. What
0: is it you want to know, Shaver?
2: Why won't you write tonight, Santa Claus?
0: Well, son, I'll tell you. Sit down here on my lap. (laughs) Son, I've been Santa Claus in it ever since the world began. For 1,942 years, I've been bringing people presents every Christmas, trying to spread joy. My intentions has been good, but my reward has been nothing but heartaches and misery. The first trouble I had was way back in ancient Rome. It was Christmas Eve in the court of Nero. The emperor was playing a violin concerto.
2: To give Nero the peasant? We've yeah. got the happiest come here. Yeah. 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 Your majesty is cornier. What, Corniers? You know. rebel stop at my pixie ho! Your music will never get Rome hottier. Yeah. Get hottier, You You dogs! on hypocrites! Scrammy Nero can't get haughty as old swine. I'll show them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, <chimes? laughs> what
2: tumbles out of my chimney?
0: Merry Christmas, Nero. Merry Christmas. Who art thou, Lumpkin, the chimney sweep? I'm Santa Claus, Nero. Bearing Christmas gifts for your Majesty. Oh, nausea. What is it? Another basket of figs from the Rome stage door canteen? <laughs> My gift is a trinket rare, Nero. So rare it hasn't even been invented yet. Here. Gramercy, lout. What is this tiny golden box? It's a cigarette lighter, Nero. Turn that little wheel. On. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Nero. It flames. Rome has scoffed at Nero. Nero will have his revenge. Oh, hey, watch that lighter, Nero. You're setting fire to them draperies. I can't
2: make Rome hot with my music,
0: huh? I'll make Rome hot another way. Revenge. Look out, revenge. Nero. Fire,
2: fire, fire. Oh,
0: so you see, son, if it wasn't for Santa Claus, Rome wouldn't have burned.
2: Gosh. That was too bad, Santa.
0: See, there I was, trying to spread good cheer, and what did I get? The first hot foot in history. Well,
2: that was 2,000 years ago, Santa Claus. You shouldn't hold a grudge that long. Well,
0: Nero was just prologue to my trouble, son. A few centuries later, I set out to bring a present to Napoleon and Josephine. I'll never forget that Christmas, son. Josephine was sitting on her chaise at Davenport. Napoleon opened the door.
2: No, je petit. <gasps> nappy! <laughs> voilà. <laughs> I am dit to run the way to Waterloo, especially more to say au revoir. Mon lover, mon Nappy Watty. One minute and your nephew is away. Ah, c'est la guerre. <laughs> ah, Nappy, I will be faithful. Bien, bien. If quelque man will dare to pay court to my Josephine, I will kill him. Touché. But your petit Josephine has no other boyfriends, Nappy. Just swear... Bien, mon big, beefy oiseau. <laughs> I have a farewell present for you, Nappy. I will eat fetch a wait me see huh? Oh, bien, bien. Mademoiselle, from any place, par le <laughs> Hey, who goes there? Who is coming to the fireplace?
0: Merry Christmas, Napoleon. Oh,
2: sacre bleu. You've come to who, my just Oh, hold on.
0: Put down that truncheon. Voila,
2: Conchon. Take this. Take this. Take this. Oh, let oh, oh, ah. me out. Help, help, Yes, Bien, bien, Voilà, là, là. Your little josephie returns, Napier? With the miss it, or you slight girl? Oui, I forgot. It is Christmas Eve. What can be keeping Santa Claus? Santa Claus? Mon Dieu. You are expecting the chap in the red suit? Oui don't you think Santa Claus will come? Not tonight, Josephine. (laughs) Yes,
0: son, Napoleon gave me a concussion that Christmas. Running out of the castle, I fell into a moat, my ermine got wet and come to life. My collar and one cuff got away
2: say mad at the world because years ago one crazy freshman you up Santa Claus.
0: Well things has happened since son. Another Christmas I got a raw deal in a suburb of England. It was called the American Colonies. I dropped in at the house of some jockey called Paul Revere. The cottage had no chimney so I looked in at the window. Mrs. Revere was preparing a Christmas turkey. Paul come gimping into the room. Christmas dinner ready, Effie?
2: Yes, Paul. Pull up a chair.
0: No, no. Set my plate on the mantelpiece.
2: Can't you sit down yet, Paul Revere? That ride was last April. Through every
0: Middlesex village and farm ain't once around Central Park, Effie.
2: Well, you ought to try and sit down for Christmas, Paul. It'd be a nice present for your spy. Who's that? Might be a British spy, Paul.
0: And the gun, Effie. Who's there? Wigger, Torrey. Merry Christmas, Paul Revere. It's me, Santa Claus. So what? I've got your Christmas present, Paul. It's a cushion stuffed with
2: fuzz from Delaware Peaches.
0: Gosh, for me to set on?
2: You bet. Don't let him in. I ain't sat down for eight
0: months, Effie. It sounds mighty tempting.
2: It might be some enemy trick call. I'm
0: Santa Claus. Honest engine, Mrs. Revere. Open up. I got my gun, Effie. I'll open the door a crack.
2: Merry I told you, Paul. Christmas. Look at that suit. A red coat. Take this. Whoa, whoa. <laughs>
0: You see, son, the world's given old Santa plenty of trouble.
2: Sure ain't of dirt. But nobody would dare abuse Santa Claus today. Well,
0: that's where you're wrong, son. Only last week I was previewing a visit in a place called New York. I was flying over some building. I think they call it Radio City. Well, I come down the air conditioning into some office. I was just going to wish the man a Merry Christmas when he yelled... Well, what do you want, Whiskers? Well, I'm Santa Claus. We ain't auditioning today. I ain't trying to get into radio. I'm a mythical character.
2: Being a friend of
0: Duffy of Duffy's Tavern won't help you. Now, pick up that bag and feed it. But you've heard of Santa Claus, ain't you? Well, yeah, but you're a has-been, Santa Claus. has-been? Radio's doing everything you used to do and doing it better. But I fly through the air. So does radio. I come down chimneys. Radio comes down the antennas. I give things away. For how many box tops? I give things away for nothing. Well, so does radio. Radio does, eh? Dr. IQ gives away vitamins. Yeah. Take
2: it or leave it gives away
0: pencils. Yeah. Quiz kid. give away information. Truth or consequences gives away soap. Now, hold on, son. There's one thing I've been spreading for 1,942 years that radio ain't giving away. Oh, yeah? What's that? Santa Claus is giving goodwill.
2: Radio is giving away 60 minutes of that stuff on a program every week.
0: What program? The
2: Goodwill Hour. Oh. <laughs>
0: Well, I was thrown out of Radio City. Folks don't need Santa Claus no more. Radio's giving them everything.
2: Gee, Santa, you certainly had a lot of trouble. And
0: that's why my spirit's broken, son. Being Santa Claus is just a pain in one century after the other. I'm giving the world back to Rand and McNally. I'm through.
2: Please don't say that, Santa. Have pity on us, kids. We'll have no toys.
0: Santa ain't a-moving, son. This is one Christmas I'm gonna enjoy in peace. What's that clock striking?
2: It's twelve o'clock.
0: It's midnight, eh? Well.
2: It's Christmas Day, Santa Claus.
0: Yeah, uh, don't mean nothing to me. I'm taking it easy. I'm sitting right here.
2: Won't you change your mind, Santa?
0: I ain't getting kicked around again this Christmas.
2: Please, Santa Claus. Please. Oh, oh up.
0: Hush you're crying, son. Hey, Ma my mittens, my bag, my reindeer, my sleigh. Santa, you ain't... Yep, gonna... I'm a-going, Ma.
2: Honest Santa Claus? Yep,
0: I've changed my mind, son. Thank you, Santa. Christmas ain't Christmas without Santa Claus. I'm giving the world one more chance.
2: Can I have a statement for all the kitty, Santa? You
0: bet you can, Sonny. Just say, it's Merry Christmas.
2: Hi, old Dunder.
1: Hi, old Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: takes care of tonight's installment, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, our guest will be Dennis Day, star of the Mary Livingston program. <laughs> Jimmy Wellington, with a word from Uncle Sam. If you live where fuel oil is rationed, it's your duty to your family, as well as the nation, to make your allotment of fuel oil go farther. Fuel oil must be conserved. Right you are, Jimmy. This is Fred Allen, ladies and gentlemen, and since this is our last show before Christmas, all of us here in the Texaco Star Theater and all of our Texaco dealers from coast to coast wish you a Merry Christmas. Good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting Center. Stay tuned to the station for Take It or Leave It with Phil Baker. Then at 10.30, listen to Columbia's Report to the Nation, which brings you highlights from news of the world presented in thrilling, dramatic form. A special feature tonight will be an eyewitness report of the sinking of the transport liner President Coolidge, from which all but four out of 4,000 American troops on board were rescued. 10 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A, Boulevard, Watchtown. W-A-B-C, New York, 880 on your dial. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cash Back Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply.